time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. It is so exciting to see an application from someone who I've never met, who is a regular listener of the Soft Shoulder Podcast. So I know that there are many of you out there who, you know, we have yet to meet um, and you're moved by this work and you've been showing up and listening and reflecting and receiving this gift of the soft shoulder. I just want to say thank you to all of you listeners, whether you're my cousin (laughs) or, you know, former clients, current clients, future clients friends and strangers, uh, wherever it is that you're listening, I really appreciate the gift of your time and attention. And I also really appreciate you doing this work for you. You know, it's my dream to live in a world where people love themselves more. I like to imagine all scenarios where if everyone at this family dinner loved themselves more, how would it go instead? If all these couples fighting or not fighting uh, or just dating, you know, if they really loved themselves, if they were married to themselves first, what would those dates be like? What would those other marriages be like? What would these families be like? What would workplaces be like? Even just walking down the street, you know? So I, this is my fantasy. This is my dream. This is, I guess, my mission uh, is to be playing a role in having a world where we love ourselves more and more and specifically where we're committed to loving ourselves more and more. And the commitment piece is what I want to talk about today because I know that, you know, many of you are down. You get it for, you know, the self-love, self-care thing. This is like used to not be a, anything. <laughs> no one was talking about it. Um, and now it's it's a normal thing. It's normalized. People get, you know, you love yourself before you love other people and you got to fill your cup first. Like we get this now. We get that it actually makes a difference in the relationships we have with ourselves and in with all other things and all other people in our lives. I think we understand that. So why bother with the marriage part? Now, this is a wonderful question. And I took for granted, um, you know, the the word marriage. I took for granted because, um, you know, I made that decision a long time ago. And I know that this word has a huge history. And I know that this history is complicated. And I know that we also all come from different traditions, backgrounds, influences. You know, we're in different places in society where this word will hit us differently and affect us differently. And how some what I took for granted was that the word marriage might be a barrier for some of you. 
And that in fact, you know, I've spoken with some of you and in fact, the work itself, my work, how I show up to serve you in this way resonates, you know, the creativity part, the self-expression part, the compassion, the love, all of that. It's like, yeah, I love what Danette's bringing. I love how she's bringing it. And the word marriage is the thing that just kind of, oh, I don't know about that. Why do we have to get married? Well, you don't. So (laughs) you actually don't ever have to get married. Of course, people love other people and never marry them. That's obviously true. And here's my case. I'm going to sell you on the idea of marriage and of reclaiming it, whether you have problems with the word marriage or not. You might just love, you might just be a wedding nerd and you just love weddings and you can't wait to have one and you had one and it was the best day of your life. Great. Why do it for yourself? Or you might have a real problem with the word marriage and just be like, why are we, you know, using this thing that's so loaded and gross (laughs) and why are we bothering with it? Why don't we just get rid of it all together? So these are excellent questions and your relationship with that word is also interesting, right? Because if you really didn't care, I'm not sure that it would matter so much. I'm not sure you would be questioning it or that you would really like want an answer, you know? Like if it was just a word, um, then it would be just a word. But there's something about it that brings a strong feeling sometimes. And if that's the case, You know, marrying yourself is a beautiful way to remember that the whole concept of marriage is just an idea. It was once an idea, and then it came to life by how human beings created it and kept recreating it and repeating it and repeating it and then changing it and repeating that, right, in whatever the traditions are. So the more we've done that, it's become this huge piece of like huge story and narrative that we're all familiar with and have relationship with. But it was once just an idea. I think it's easier to, to, see, um, to see this concept with self-marriage because obviously self-marriage is an idea, right? Um, I take it very seriously, but I also don't take it seriously at all. I find it playful and a little silly and creative. Sometimes it's like an art project or like make-believe, but also everything is. (laughs) Like, what are we even doing here, right? Um, So, you know, if you think of self-marriage as this idea that you can play with and create, you might start to think about That marriage itself was just an idea that was played with and created. And maybe it was played with and created in a way that you really don't like. And trust, I'm not going to get into all of that history, but I get it. Okay? So if that's the case, you can completely redesign it when you marry yourself. You can take even even if you think that like there's nothing good to harvest from here, like if you're really like there's nothing good here, um, what could have been? What could have been great about marriage? Like what 
in its ideal form, uh, might it have been instead, you know, um, you get to completely take this apart and name. I don't like this part. I don't like this ownership thing. I don't like this particular legal contract thing. I don't like this history of marriage. I don't like this, you know, on and on, whatever. You want to name all of those things. What are the parts that you do like? Do you like partnership? Do you like promises? Do you like um, intentional commitment? Do you like the idea of growing in love? Do you like the idea of protecting a relationship like it's a, a tree, like it's a sapling that requires that kind of boundary so that it can grow so beautifully and so strong on its own? You know, um, you get to imagine whatever it is. Another thing that might have happened with you and your relationship with marriage is that you, at one time, really did love it and then were let down. You are not alone if you are in this category, right? The divorce rates alone <laughs> can tell you that, right? And certainly, like, if you were raised with some fairy tale idea, of what marriage could be and what it might be for you as this promise of you know how you would feel on that wedding day of being chosen of being safe of being protected you know of um the beginning of the rest of your life you were let's say you were raised thinking that that this would be the beginning of the rest of your life and then as you grew up and as you were reading a little bit more, and as you noticed what was going on in the world, you weren't a child anymore, you realized, oh, marriage isn't going to choose me. Marriage isn't going to protect me. Marriage isn't the beginning of the rest of my life. That can be heartbreaking, right? But so here's a beautiful place to look. If you answer, here's a prompt for you. I used to think marriage was about and fill in the blank. And then I found out, and then follow that prompt, right? Allow yourself to name the disappointment, right? Um, and then look back at, I used to think marriage was about, and what you have written there. These things that you wanted at one point, the things that sounded good at one point. What if you gave those things to yourself? It's not exactly the same. And I get that there's bigger societal systems at play when I'm talking about like safety and what a marriage might offer. But for the sake of play and idea and for the sake of you, you know, creating with what you have right now, which is a lot, what would that look like? If you married yourself and you wanted to give yourself more safety, what would that look like in the most loving and devoted way? If you married yourself and wanted to be a wonderful provider, what might you do? How might that change? And remember, it's all in a loving way, right? A very much of a caretaking way. If you wanted to feel worthy, if you wanted to feel chosen, how can you do that for yourself? What would that look like? And especially if you want a day to be the beginning of the rest of your life, I will tell you, you can do that for yourself. You get to decide that. And you are the only person that 
you can really keep that vow till death do you part. So the opportunity to recreate is there. And the opportunity to remember that, you know, you know, when we repeat an idea over and over and over again, it becomes real in our minds, in society, all of that. But really, they're just concepts like gender, for example. Okay, so it's like, we think there's this thing, this gender binary, that's just an idea, right? This is a social construct. We've just repeated it so much that it's really difficult to like, get our mouths around different language to describe what is more true, right? Like if you're new to this concept and, you know, you're like identified with whatever you were assigned at birth, whatever you were conditioned to be gender-wise, and you never had to question it, you had this privilege of just kind of going about your life, you'll come to this point where it's like, oh, uh... (laughs) I want to speak respectfully about people. I don't know how because you've been your mouth has been trained for your entire life to say certain words and identify certain things as male or female. But this is just an idea. And the fact that you've been doing it for so long and that it feels so real and it's so difficult to make the change is purely repetition. That's all it is. So take this opportunity to consider what marriage could be that would serve you. Like you absolutely, I say this all the time, you get to make this up. You get to decide what it means, especially, I mean, in your partnerships with other people, I believe you can and, you know, people are doing that in marriages and, um, but especially in a marriage with yourself. So that's one thing. It's a great way. It's a great way for like creative rebels to reclaim this language and really think about um, what you want and don't want. And yeah, get used to just (laughs) doing whatever the hell you want with that word. I encourage that kind of play. On the other hand as well, another reason why for me, why I chose that word marriage and why after 20 years of being married, I have stayed married. <laughs> I didn't I didn't try to divorce myself. I didn't separate from myself um not with any kind of formality. <laughs> I may have been a lousy wife at times, but I've always come back and that dear listener is the key. When I think of marriage, I think of a, a life for me, I think of one of the intentions that I was raised to believe about marriage, which obviously isn't true <laughs> in real life, is this life long commitment to love and to honor. I'll just drop the obey part, right? So this lifetime commitment of love, uh, I choose you and that's it. Like we are in this thing together. It's me and you. We are going to do this. We're going to see where love goes. We're going to ride this till the wheels fall off. You know, that kind of love where you have... The window is open and there's some cute little creatures playing on the porch. Um, <laughs> you know, it's that thing of like, you're, you're here, you know, like for better or for worse, I'm choosing you and for better or for worse, we're in this forever. The reason why this mattered to me, and I will just be really frank, is that I'm really good at creatively abandoning myself. 
Does anyone relate to this? I'm really good at changing my mind, at following some kind of, you know, healing path or some kind of intention and then justifying why I'm I'm no longer going to do that thing and going somewhere else, usually some kind of outside source, looking for love in all the wrong places, etc., etc. And while sometimes that is like a sincere right path, right? If there is such a thing, like, is there anything wrong with wandering and following your intuition and changing your mind? Of course not. Okay. That's not what I mean. It's kind of like switching projects. You get really excited about a creative project. Let's say you have an idea for a zine that you're going to make. And you think this is such a great idea and you start developing it and you start making some drawings and some doodles and brainstorming some stuff. And then you get another idea and then you think, oh, no, 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 I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book and it's going to be fiction and it's going to be, oh, I have this idea and it's great. And you start following that one. And then the seasons change and you start knitting. And then you have this idea of this whole (laughs) product line you could create or a wall hanging that you could make. And it's like, that's what I want to do. And so you can keep going from one thing to another. And are you just following your creativity? Yeah. Anything wrong with any of this? No. But (laughs) it can distract you in this very like clever, creative way from completing something, from seeing something through. And now this is different from just you know, needing variety to work. So this is a subtle thing. Some of you might just be like, what? This is bananas. I just finish a project and it's fine. So I'm speaking to those of you who understand, you know, um, someone that, um, I forget the author of uh, The Renaissance Soul. So these are people who have like multiple passions, um, drawn to the next sparkly thing. You know, we really love the beginnings of things. Um, I used to think that there was something wrong with me for doing that. And I would notice that I wasn't completing projects. I always had great ideas and I didn't see them through. I didn't see what they could be if I allowed them the life and the nourishment and the space to become something other than an idea. Like part of that was fear, right? Of like, well, if I stay in potential, if this project is always an idea, then it can never fail because I didn't actually give it a chance to fail in the first place. You, you hear what I'm saying? I think some of you creative spirits out there can relate to this, right? So, you know, it took a lot of learning and some discipline and trying different ways, getting out of my quote unquote comfort zone to try different ways of thinking, different ways of dedicating, of committing, of holding my feet to the fire, of being accountable, of hiring a coach that was very different from the coaches I'd had before, you know? So this really challenged me and challenged my muscles and, you know, my emotional muscles, my creative muscles into committing in different ways and seeing what I was capable of. I needed that structure, that container to hold me there because I was just so willing to slip away I was so willing to just slip into a new idea every so often and slip out of what could be if I committed, if I really put my whole heart into something, 
if I took it seriously, right? So this is why self-marriage has worked for me and why I stand by it as a feminist and as someone who is completely aware that the word marriage is complicated. For me, that word marriage means I know I am committed to a lifelong relationship with myself where I am intentionally growing in love and I am going to protect this relationship with myself like a marriage should be protected. You know, um, if I call it something else, like I'm, I'm following my creative path or I'm in love with life or, you know, I'm in a relationship with beauty, I can, I'm really good at swapping these things out and making a really new sexy plan (laughs) of like how I'm going to, my new philosophy on life and love. And the truth is, is that I'm still allowed to have all of those things. I'm still allowed to say I'm in a relationship with beauty. I'm still allowed to say that I'm following my creative path. And that is within the container of my marriage to myself. If you imagine like beauty and creativity as lovers, I am allowed because my self-marriage is an open marriage. I am allowed the space to grow and change, to take on affairs with ideas that serve me and please me. And at the end of the day, I am committed to this relationship for as long as I shall live. And that word marriage is what holds this thread together. It's what holds my love story together. And this love story has been going strong for 20 years as of June. So I also want to invite you, if you're thinking about applying for the art of self-marriage, and there's something about the marriage part that's holding you back, what are you denying yourself because of a word that someone made up and an idea that a bunch of people messed up in a lot of ways, what are you denying yourself by letting that get in the way? Also, (laughs) you can change it. You can change it. You can reinvent it. You can make this into whatever it is you want. And I am so excited to inspire and guide you for an entire year of really being committed. I didn't have this opportunity when I proposed to myself. It was secretive. Uh, It was a kind of a joke. I didn't tell that many people about it. And when I did, I just got accustomed to kind of laughing it off and making, you know, letting people feel awkward and (laughs) make jokes about it. Um, And also, I didn't really feel like going deep into my personal stuff with people who were mocking (laughs) the idea of self-marriage. But I just had no idea. You know, also, I was a lot younger. But wow, like to have someone give that kind of permission to hold space and to make sure that for a whole year, I would stay engaged to myself, like really engaged and enjoy it. You know, I wonder what it would have been like if it wasn't six months of me quietly planning this ceremony and instead it was a year in a intimate community with people who are also challenged by this idea, turned on by this idea, curious about this idea, working together creatively in all different kinds of ways, sharing ideas and experiences 
you know, connecting with others in that commitment to myself, to support other people along the way as well, who might not have friends that think it's great that they're saying no all of a sudden because they have to protect the marriage and the engagement to themselves, right? So, oh, it brings me such joy to tell you that in the art of self-marriage, that is what I am thrilled to give to you. And I really hope that you won't let a little word and a bunch of bad behavior get in the way. Because in this course particularly, the art part matters. Art is where we challenge things. Art is where we dialogue. Art is where we reflect and express beauty. It doesn't have to look like anything that ever came before it. And speaking of which, this is really an experiment. You know, this is the first time the art of self-marriage is coming into the world. I don't know what it will be like because we're going to be creating it together. A group changes depending on the people who are there. And if you apply for the art of self-marriage, you will be this very special group of firsts of, you know, um, uh, what's the word? (laughs) All the words coming to mind sound really dull. (laughs) Pioneer, early adapter. I don't know. None of those things, but right. You know, we get to play in this and make it up ourselves. I know it will be memorable. This is where I am putting all of my love and service this year. And I don't know what it will be, um, after we all get to the end of the year with our, you know, our lesson on writing and keeping vows, when we design some kind of ceremony or celebration, when we have come through a year of romance, ritual, courtship, self-trust, unconditional self-love, whatever happens on this creative journey. Um, I'm excited to see what happens and I don't know, um, what will happen next. So there's no guarantee that this is all running again next year. I have not made any decisions around that. If you're feeling a call and you're not sure if it's time, I urge you to just say yes. I urge you to apply. The The thing with self-marriage is it's for you and it's your relationship with you, which means that it holds space for everything else in your life. It is the supportive fabric helping you navigate the life you want to live. So if you have other things happening this year, if you have other relationships occupying your time, if you're in some kind of transition, keep in mind that a really good marriage will help you through any of these things. You will, it will help support you through making difficult choices. It will encourage you. If you have another project on the go, I mean, your marriage is not a project, right? (laughs) So if you have this dream of doing something creative this year, bring it, bring it to the art of self-marriage. That is you saying yes to you, saying yes to your dreams, being a supportive partner, being a provider, being an encourager, being a power couple of one. You can tell I'm very passionate about it, and I really look forward to sharing more of that with you. So uh, you can find the application at theartofselfmarriage.com. The applications are due 
on August 31st, and we begin September 7th. It's just around the corner. Say yes now. I will help you commit. I will help you stay true to you. A really big thank you to Allison Tarr of Tech Coven, Tech Coven on YouTube, as well as techcoven.com and allisontar.com if you are looking for some a tech witch to help you with your website needs. Check out any of those places where you'll find Allison. And um, we can really thank Allison for this entire podcast because <laughs> I was a mess with a brain injury just a few months in and she helped make the soft shoulder a thing. I know what it's like to have dreams and to have huge challenges disrupt the timing and the pace of those dreams. The Art of Self-Marriage is not a coaching course that is going to be run like a boot camp. You are welcome to come with your own ways of working, your own rhythms. It's about honoring you as you are. It's not changing who you are. It's loving who you are. And you are worth making that commitment to for a lifetime. Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take really good care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon.